We're going to head to Birmingham, Alabama and talk to the Hueytown Golden Gophers' favorite son, Lynn Scarborough. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Hey, Nick. Doing great. I tell you, it's uh, it's a shame that it's not an October day. I'm driving to a meeting downtown, as, as I, I told you, uh, and there is literally not a cloud in the sky. You hear people say there's not a cloud in the sky. Today, there's literally not one. It's 55 degrees. It's like a crisp fall morning. Uh, ironically, when, when mine and your alma mater and several other teams, Florida Gators yesterday, uh, are having spring games, and it is, uh, it's, it's like a beautiful day for football. Uh, a day we got a lot of softball and baseball we're going to talk about, but uh, beautiful, beautiful day with a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, it was. Uh, you just brought up a uh, college memory of mine because this is the type of the day that I wouldn't make it over to class, and therefore my grade point average reflected that after my first quarter at Auburn. But I'm glad you brought up the spring games. I actually, I just got a text from Woods Watson listening. He said uh, it's Auburn's A-Day game. He said, what do you expect to see uh, from the Tigers today? What what should Auburn be looking for and how much stock should be put in this spring game? And I think you're looking at Stidham. We'll start with uh, a spring game before we get into to baseball and softball. But what, what's going to, what are you looking for, Lynn, out of an uh, Auburn spring game? Well, I, I think out of Auburn, you're looking at the same thing that you do at a lot of schools. Uh, you know, yesterday with uh, with Florida, Del Rio didn't play. So, um, you know, you're looking at, at the guys that were, were backing up and being on the field there. Uh, at Auburn, obviously, stood up as a story. Um, and, and, you know, you want to see what he can do. But, you know, you and I have talked about this on and off the air before. I'm not one that puts a lot of stock in spring games. Uh, you know, you got to get some reps, and, and it's important that the coaches see – during practice, which is not open to everybody, to see what people can do. But uh, spring games are what they are. You know, you've got the, the fields full of coaches that are standing out in the middle of the field, and uh, you can't, you know, go full full speed, particularly against the quarterbacks, and, uh, you know, with tens of thousands of people in the stands at the, at the larger schools, uh, you know, you're not really going to show anything that, that the scouts from other teams are going to see. Uh, but I do think we'll be interested to see at Auburn what Stidham does. We've had uh, – you know, this is the third situation at Auburn in recent years when you've had a guy come in uh, in the spring that was not there the year before, uh, and you see what's happened the other two times. One's Cam Newton, uh, who comes in. Everybody thinks he's going to get the starting job, but you don't know for sure. They win the national championship. Three years later, you got Nick Marshall transferring in. People think he's going to be the guy. He is. They, they play for the national championship. They're one play away from winning the second national championship. Now you got Stidham coming in. So you've got a track, you got a track record with uh, with Coach Malzahn and his offense. Of when you've got an All-American caliber quarterback, you bring him in as a transfer, uh, and and they're not shy about letting uh, you know that player come in and uh, take over for somebody who's returning. In this case, it would be Sean White, who's had a history of injuries, unfortunately for him. And uh, and I think it's uh, you know, I think it's very possible. That you, that you, I'm not saying to go play for a national championship, but I think you're going to have a possibility of, um, of seeing a real consistent offense with them. And, and the, the thing about Auburn is that Cam Petway and Carrion Johnson are both back, same way as uh, uh, Nick Chubb and, and Sonny Michelle in Georgia. And um, those guys, uh, everybody I just named, is coming back from injury. And if you've got a healthy Cam Petway and a healthy Carrion Johnson who had like 2,200 yards between them last year where they were injured. If you could have a healthy Stidham and those running backs running behind that offensive line is just going to be strong. Um, you know, that could be a pretty potent offense. But but the key, again, is the is the injury situation. 
You know, last year when John White was healthy and Petway and Johnson were healthy, that's a pretty good offense. But you look what they did against Georgia uh, when you've got when you got all those guys hurt. It's the same with most schools. You can't, uh, you know, take Alabama if Jalen if Jalen Hurt had gotten hurt, and uh, and their top two running backs had gotten hurt. You know, would they have been the team that they were? Probably not. So, you know, a lot a lot goes along with injury, and that's something that uh, you know coaches can't control. Yeah, look, you're talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. I guess the interesting thing you watch, you talk about it, Auburn spring game, obviously the quarterback situation at a lot of schools in the SEC. And really looking at Alabama, you brought up Nick Saban, the one-second, you know, loss to Clemson in the national championship game. Do you do you see a, foresee a quarterback battle in Tuscaloosa, the, the recruit from Hawaii that came in, moved over early? Or is it going to be Hurts' car? Who, you know, looking at I think that's one thing to watch. Who's going to quarterback the Crimson Tide? I, I mean, I can't imagine it's not hurt. I mean, they've already had they've already had three guys that were four and five star players leave. Uh, you know that were that there were guys that came to Alabama that were supposed to be every one of them was supposed to be the lead them to the next national championship, and all three of them uh, have now already gone on to other schools. So if you've got a if you've got a veteran four star quarterback that transfers out, I can't imagine that a um, four or five star quarterback. That the high school player never played a game is going to going to come in and uh, and take the place of Hurts. Now, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll play some, but if I think if he was not Alabama's starting quarterback, that'd be the biggest surprise in, in probably all of college football this year. I certainly agree with you, and but also I share the same sentiment that you do. And right now, although it's spring football, and I'm going to go cover uh, Louisiana Tech, have a show from Louisiana Tech as their spring football game. I want to move over to uh, college baseball, and right now, Lynn, I tell you what, the Arkansas Razorbacks leading the Western Division at our uh, tied with Auburn in the Western Division, eight and two overall, best record in the SEC at 25 and six. Auburn with 24 and eight. And John Tabor reminded me this morning. He said, "You know what? Don't think it hasn't been noticed." But you have mentioned very little of Auburn's baseball success. And I have not, Lynn, to be honest with you. And I think it's because not a state of shock, but I didn't know Butch Thompson was going to be able to turn it around uh, this quick. The circumstances took over for Sonny Galloway. But he's got Auburn playing well, got the victory last night over A&M. And, of course, Arkansas defeated LSU last night. Yeah, of course, you're, you're not talking anything about it because you don't want to jinx them. That's right. You don't, you don't want to be the Sports Illustrated cover jinx on, uh, on your alma mater. Really, you know, there's three great stories right now in the conference, and I don't. If they had a Coach of the Year award, I don't know who did it, because you've got you've got Arkansas and Auburn, the two teams that did not make the tournament last year. Out of the 14, only two didn't make it. Those are the two, and those two uh, teams have the best record in the conference. They're, they're leading their division and have the best overall record. On the flip side, who in the world? Kentucky has a three-game lead on the field. They're only a third of the way into the season, and they've got a three-game lead on the field. They're eight and two, and your your uh, your teams that are traditional national championship contenders, you know, South Carolina, Florida, Vanderbilt, uh, they've already lost five ball games. So Kentucky is starting to stretch itself out ahead of the rest of the league. Um, and then on the other side, you've got Auburn and uh, and Arkansas that have got a two-game lead on the field, and and ironically. Um, you know, earlier in the year we were talking about Alabama and Mississippi State being at the bottom of that division. Mississippi State has kind of quietly moved up, and now they're in they're in third place. They're the team that's two games behind. But if, if Arkansas, Kentucky, and Auburn keep winning, uh, I don't know who's going to get coach of the year. Those guys would not only be candidates for SEC coach of the year. If they kept this up, they'd be candidates for national coach of the year. And, hey, you've got a, you've got a great series 
coming up in two weeks. Uh, Arkansas plays at Auburn, and that's going to be a classic matchup if both teams are still doing like they're doing. Arkansas has already got like 40-something home runs. Arkansas is the power team, certainly in the SEC, one of the power teams in all of college baseball, and they'll be going up against Auburn with uh, with uh, Casey Mize and Keegan Thompson, assuming that Thompson is pitches okay today um, coming back from the injury. Uh, Keegan Thompson's undefeated for the season, and his ERA is like a point seven. And uh, Casey Mize is like six and one, uh, struck out twelve at, at uh, A&M last night on the heels off his last time out when he struck out twelve from South Carolina, and his ERA is barely over one. So you're talking about a classic matchup of of Arkansas's power hitting and Auburn strong pitching uh, week after next, I believe it is. But that's getting the car before the horse because you got so many good teams in the SEC that, you know, uh, Arkansas beat LSU last night. Well, LSU's on the ropes. They need to win. It certainly wouldn't surprise me to see LSU win the rest of the series. And Texas A&M beat LSU in Baton Rouge two out of three last week. I certainly think it's possible that, that they could beat Auburn the next two games. So uh, Kentucky, Auburn, and Arkansas are the stories but there, you know, there's no guarantee at all that those guys are, you know, aren't going to get on the losing streak. And absolutely, and I tell you about one thing. Talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. One team that you looked is kind of like we talked about the Rice Owls. And Lynn, you got a great compliment this morning. I was picking up the Pillowy Pluff Delicious Daylight Donuts as a donut man is off today out racing cars. And someone said, you know that Lynn Scarborough? And I said, yeah, he's a friend of yours. I said, yeah, we're good friends. He said, you know. I'm impressed the way that he talks about every single conference. That he know, I said, well, he he lives, breathes, and eats it. He's not just the SEC. He's an SEC homer, but he knows everything that's going on. I said, in fact, he's a Mountain West expert, probably the only one in the state of Alabama or in the South that is uh, that, be true. that is uh, you know that's up on the Mountain West Conference. But I want to talk about this one program that. I'd kind of written off, and you said, no, don't, and that's the Vanderbilt Commodores who had struggled early but now find themselves in second place. They moved up, had a big extra inning victory over the Gamecocks of South Carolina last night. Yeah, well, you know, Vanderbilt, is, Vanderbilt like South Carolina, like Florida, um, you know, those guys, if you, if you sign to play with those programs, you're good. And you know that, I say you know it, I thought I knew it was Rice, and look what they're doing in Conference USA. But um, it's just a matter of time. And just like with Mississippi State, you know, you had to know that they were going to pick it back up. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all the Vanderbilt got there. You're right. I, earlier when people were criticizing them, I said the way. Here's the thing. In softball and baseball, you're, you're wise to wait until probably five or six series into the, into the season, conference season, before really formulating your opinion because it's according to who you play. And some teams get an early break on, on who they play, and some don't. And that's the, you and I talked about this, I think, off the air uh, with Auburn. Is, you know, they, you thought, well, Auburn's going to collapse because they opened up with Florida, who at the time I think was number one in the country. And then two weeks later, they got to play South Carolina, who was like number five or six in the country. Well, Auburn swept Florida and beat South Carolina two out of three. Well, if, if, you, if you play those teams and win five out of six, then – You've got those guys out of the way, and there's going to be other people that hadn't played them yet. And so a lot depends on not just your record, but who did you build up that record against? Because by the time you get five or six weeks into the season, it's probably starting to kind of uh, smooth itself out so that everybody has had to play some teams toward the bottom division, and
and everybody's had to play some teams toward the top division. But that's why I don't get too excited on the first two or three weeks of the, of the season or too down on the team two or three weeks into the season unless you really sit and evaluate uh, who they played and where they played them. That's uh-huh. just like we say in football when we're doing the national rankings, which we, we go to press three weeks from – in fact, three weeks from right now. We'll be sending pages for the Southeastern Football Edition to the printer. And we have not yet done our predictions. I'm not sandbagging on you. We hadn't done them. But when we do, a key factor is who do you play and where do you play them. And in making our predictions there and in evaluating uh, baseball and softball, it's very wise to wait until, you know, a little more than half of the conference season's in because then you can kind of get a, uh, uh, an oranges-to-oranges comparison, not an apple-to-oranges comparison. All right, with all that being said, Lynn Scarborough, tell me about uh, LSU now. You're three series in. You're looking uh, at your uh, conference records. You're 500, uh, 20 and 11 overall. Talked about this morning. I don't think the sky is falling for LSU. I said that LSU has been spoiled by the great success, very similar to Alabama in football. And I think you look, you're playing in the toughest conference in the nation, and right now you just find yourself in unfamiliar territory, not leading your division. Yeah, well, when you're Alabama in football, that's not taken away from other great programs, but when you're Alabama in football, when you're Kentucky in basketball, or when you're LSU in baseball, you are in people's mind the standard that said. Tennessee in women's basketball, you're the standard. And you can have a year that most teams would say, oh, we're doing pretty well. But LSU is saying, no, we're not. And, hey, L- no, I wouldn't give up on LSU at all. But, I mean, they need to right the ship. You know, they don't need to go to Arkansas and, and get swept, uh, even though it's an Arkansas program that we've already said they got the best offense in the league, and they're, and they're very strong right now. Um, LSU needs to, to stop that, uh, that momentum for Arkansas and pick up some themselves. If they lose this, if they lose the next two ball games, aren't they, aren't they five and seven if they lose these next two games? That is correct, sir. You, know, you don't want to have seven losses, particularly if uh, they would give Arkansas only two losses. And I don't know what Auburn's going to do against A&M, but, you know, they could lose both of those and have four losses. But at least since they're playing Arkansas, if they, if they lose these two, they're five games uh, out, of, out of first place just four weeks into the season. And that's, that's uncharted territory for LSU, and that's not good for anybody. And um, so, no, I haven't given up on LSU at all, but LSU needs to, needs to win. They, and, and, you know, the bad part – it's not only these comp- that they're not doing it that well in the conference, comp- comp- but they've also lost to four teams in state. So they're they're feeding the ground to the quote lesser teams in the state of Louisiana, as well as uh, in danger of coming out of this weekend not having a winning record in the conference. And that's obviously not a position that LSU needs to find itself. Well, I tell you, talk to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Lynn, I was all set to make my bold predictions. The uh, conference tournament will be in Hoover May 23rd through May 27th. Hopefully I can make it up to Hoover and take you to lunch. And I was going to say, you know what? Tennessee won't be there. They'll probably have a new head coach next season. Well, all they do is go out and uh, knock off Florida in extra innings. But you really look at those teams uh, with the SEC now take 12 teams to Hoover because they had an unusual situation where a team had an opportunity to make the NCAA tournament. But they said no because you didn't make your conference tournament, so they expanded from 10 to 12, which I think it was a brilliant move by the SEC. But you're looking at really Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh, Alabama uh, fighting to be those two teams that don't make it. Well, in Georgia, 
Yeah, Georgia. But they're there. Georgia's now four and seven, so they've got a little two-game cushion on uh, one game cushion on A and M and a two game cushion on Tennessee and Alabama. Yeah, but this again, this early in the season, we've only played ten or eleven conference games. That's that, that's still not um, you know, that's still not bad. Um, but I would I would say right now you'd look at those at, at those four. I, I think probably Tennessee, Alabama, and uh, and Georgia. I like A and M's potential a little more than I do these others. Hey, but a team can get hot. Look at look at Missouri. You know, look where they were. You know, three weeks ago they were the hottest team in the country. Or almost, and, and now they're on. A, they've been on the slide, and uh, and you know their conference record is is not good. So, uh, no, but I agree with you. Right, right now the the teams that that appear not to be the best teams in the conference, and that's with with all due respect to Tennessee beating Florida last night, um, would would be Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia, and uh, and and and, and, and on the, those those four. And I mean, ch- chances are that that two of those four will be the ones that don't make it, but. A lot of stranger things have happened than, uh, you know, than, than, than that happening. But you're right. It's a, you know, it's a fight. And, and the thing is, you don't want to get so far behind. Alabama's already lost eight games. Uh, I think Tennessee's already lost eight. If, if LSU loses these next two to Arkansas, they've lost seven. And you don't want to be so – you're not so far behind, uh, Nick, that mathematically you're out on it. But you want to get to where your players aren't psychologically out on it. Where you want you want to be to where your players can play uh, freely and at ease and and be themselves as opposed to taking the field and saying oh my word we can't lose another one because when you in, in most any sport when you go out and play not to lose you're more likely to lose and so I think I think from a psychological standpoint um, you know those teams we just named at the bottom they they need to string together some wins or at least not not string together a, a huge number of losses. Well, don't make me a liar, Liam. One thing that I talked about is that you always mention uh, the ladies from the softball diamond. Where do we stand in the SEC now uh, on softball? Well, I mean, just just like we have been. The uh, you know it continues to be the best league in the in the country, and and you've got I mean the record is just incredible. I mean Tennessee is quietly in there like thirty three and five. Uh, you know Tennessee in, in in most conferences Tennessee would be the the bell cow of the league, and they're like fifth in their own conference. Um, you know, there's it's there's it's Florida, but they don't have but they don't have the two losses, um, and, and one of those is to Auburn. So that's a top five team. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, Auburn doesn't have but five, and uh, one of those is LSU, and two of those is Florida. LSU has got a good record. They, uh, you know, they lost to Alabama. They lost a couple to Auburn. Uh, I'm, I'm naming teams that are are thirty to thirty five wins. And their losses are just teams that are also ranked in the top top ten or twenty. And again, it's you know the, the deal about the SEC. It's a it's a super regional every weekend because you got I've got the printout here from the SEC that they send out given the results and the and the rankings. And you look down it and and about half of the series in the conference are two ranked teams playing each other. And the next week it's going to be once again four or five series of two ranked teams playing each other. So. They just continue to validate that um, you know this is the best is the best conference and um, you know Osorio pitched last night and uh, and shut out LSU. Kayla uh, Carlson pitched last night for Auburn through another one hitter. Uh, she's had no hitters and one hitters and uh, I think she's already won like 19 games this year. Uh, you know Florida obviously's got got great pitching. The um, you just you know it's it's just the best conference in the country and I'll be very very surprised. If you don't have three or four SEC teams hoping, hosting Super Regionals, um, 
four SEC teams in the in the College World Series, which I think would be the maybe the third year in a row that, that half the field's Southeastern Conference. Well, I will. The more, more things change, the more they stay the same. And with uh, with SEC softball, that's absolutely the truth. Now, absolutely, and I tell you what, Lynn, I will see you in Hoover May 24th. So uh, keep your calendar open. I'm taking you to lunch May 24th. I will be there. I'll find a place that has expensive barbecue and fried okra. Hey, there you go, Lynn. I always appreciate you joining us uh, every Saturday morning. And, hey, three weeks from today, we're going to printer. Three weeks today to the printer. In fact, uh, we'll be doing this show uh, three weeks from today, and I'll probably be doing it from our publishing office. Uh, while we are uh, there, I may tell you off the air uh, a few of our picks, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to hold hold out to the public until uh, we've got it on our website and got them on the newsstand. All right, Lynn, sounds good. Appreciate you joining us this Saturday morning. All right, talk to you soon. All right, that's Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama.